Well, hello, welcome back to another episode of the God in Your Business podcast. Oh my word. Okay, in the light of all the things that have been happening at the time of this recording, we have uh, you know hyperinflation, we have the re- recession, we have a number of banks that have failed and all of these things. Um, I started studying again. Like I always try to equip myself with the word of God. So I'm in a place where I can handle pressure and I'm not afraid. You know, the Bible says that, you know, I will keep in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on me, whose thoughts are fixed on me. And so I know the secret to peace is staying buried, like nose buried in the word of God. So I started studying, you know, recessions. And so I went to one of my favorite scriptures as far as recessions go, which is um, Genesis 26. And I started studying that again. And it was really a mind blowing experience. So I want to show you this, right? I started reading from verse one and I saw something I've never seen before. And I have studied this scripture over and over and over since the pandemic started. So it says in verse one, it says the severe famine now struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. Okay. The severe famine now struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. So when I saw that, I started thinking, okay, So there was a famine in Isaac's time, and not just a famine, a severe famine. Before him, there was a time, there was a famine in the time of, in Abraham's time. And after him, there was a famine in Jacob's time, and if you will, Joseph's time. And so I was like, wait a minute. Famines have always been, right? recessions, quote unquote, have always been and will always be on this side of eternity. And so I felt like God was asking me, he's like, why do my people fret when there's a famine? You should be educated enough from the word of God to know that there will be a season where things are great and there will be a season where things are rough right, where there's a recession or there's, you know, there's something out there. But you shouldn't be thrown off by it. Like you should go like, huh, yeah, I I was wondering when it was going to happen. Like we should be educated. We should know this. We should not be caught unawares. We should not be surprised. We should not question what is happening. It has always happened. All the way back to the time of Abraham, it has always happened. And so that way you can face that, that time with a different level of confidence. Because if it's happened so many times in the scriptures, you can literally go read all the strategies God used to deliver his people. You can read them all. You can know them all. And you can know, okay, when a recession comes, you know, these are the things that I do. And if you read through Genesis 26 alone, just one account, there's so many nuggets there. So the first thing is we should not fret. We should, we should know when there's in time of plenty, when things are working, that a recession is coming. And we should have studied to know what God does when there's a recession so that we're ready. So we're not looking forward to it, but we're prepared and we're prepared to take advantage of the situation. I had never seen that before. And I've read that scripture a lot of times. 
And so after this recession is done and there's stuff, we'll know there's another one. We'll know how to respond when it comes because this is what happens. Okay. Okay. Now in that same thought, so I started thinking, I was like, yeah, like there are all these ones. Then I was like, wait a minute. So I need to pay attention to this. Okay. So in Abraham's time, there was a famine. Remember, that was when Abraham was like, oh, yeah, Sarah's not my wife. She's my sister or whatever he said. And, you know, Abimelech took her to be his wife and things like that. Fortunately, didn't sleep with her or anything like that. But when he found out that he has all these sheep and goat and cattle, a thousand pieces of silver, all these things that had happened that he got. So at the end of the day, um, he he did better. In the recession, he was fine in the recession. <laughs> Do you guys understand? Like, he was totally fine. I was like, okay. Now, when you look at Genesis 26, it says, um, I'm going to read verse 12. I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. It says, now remember, verse 1 talked about a severe famine. Like the Bible took the time to say not just famine, but a severe famine. And then it says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, this is verse 12, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. Now, I went to look. I was like, so hundred times, hundredfold, what does that even mean? And so the measures they used in those days, they would use 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Somebody who had a really good harvest got 60-fold. And a hundredfold was very rare. This is in good times, okay? But this man planted... He planted in bad times. He planted when there was a severe famine and he got a hundredfold return, which is, I mean, like it's rare in good times. So it's almost impossible in bad times, but that's what he got. So severe famine, if you, if you leave the whole story and just go to what was the outcome after the end of this famine, um, it says when Isaac planted the crop, his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted why? For the Lord blessed him. Does the blessing work in the midst of a severe famine? Yes. In fact, I've told this story many times on the podcast when the pandemic hit and I started readjusting, the, like, so February 2020, I started readjusting my goals. And God was like, what are you doing? Like, does my word only work in the absence of a pandemic? I was like, no, sir, your word works all the time. He's like, so you leave your goals exactly where they are. And to his glory, I accomplished every single one of them. Okay, so verse 13, it says he became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. Verse 14, he acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herd of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. I mean, look at that. That was the outcome in the midst of a severe famine. So verse 16 says, finally, Abimelech, now Abimelech is a king. He says, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. Like his prosperity and success in the middle of a recession was so much so that the king noticed. And the king was like, you're a threat. You need to leave. Okay. So Abraham did well in, in, in the midst of a famine. Isaac did really, really well in the midst of a famine. Now let's look at Joseph. Okay. Now Joseph, Joseph... I mean, I don't even know where to start to begin to describe what happened with Joseph. Joseph was a slave, okay? 
Pharaoh had a dream. Pharaoh was troubled by his dream. He's like, I don't know what this means. And, you know, one of his servants was like, oh, wait a minute. There was a man in prison. When I was in prison, he, he could interpret dreams. He's like, okay, go get him. So they go get J Joseph. And he says, this is a dream. And Joseph says, okay, listen, there's seven years of plenty coming. And after the seven years of plenty, there's going to be seven years of a severe famine like the world has never seen before. It will be so bad that nobody will remember the seven years of plenty. Okay? So it's going to be a severe famine. He says, so this is what you should do. In the time of plenty, you should, you should save up 20% of all you get so that you can use it to tide, you, you can use it to survive during the seven years when, you know, things are going to be really bad, which I'm going to pause here and say this. This is the reason why we go and study recessions, which means when everything is going great, you don't blow everything you make. It means you put away 20% because opportunities, one is that you're going to need it to live on, but two is that opportunities will come to buy up so many things because that's what happens during recessions and you will have the liquidity to do it. That is a strategy that God has given us. It's in the word. Now, if you've put away 20% and a recession comes and people are selling off their houses and cars and all these things, selling their companies for pennies on the dollar, it's a breakthrough for you. You have the cash to cash in on that. It's a strategy in the Bible, like in Genesis, like the beginning of the Bible. God made a way of escape for us. We should not be thrown off by recessions. Okay, anyway. Back to Joseph. So Joseph gives the instruction. The, the, and, and, and Pharaoh's like, oh my goodness, who, who else is there who can, who can execute this strategy except you, who is so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? So, so Pharaoh takes him and makes him the second in command. I, I need you to see this. He makes him the second in command. Okay, so he's the second in command in Egypt. But when I was studying this, something else dawned on me. When the seven years of, um, of, famine showed up. People from all over came to Egypt because they heard there's food in Egypt. There's food in Egypt. They gave, gave, they gave them all their money. They gave them land. They gave them, you know, their, their livestock. They gave them all kinds of things. So Joseph was not only the second in command in Egypt, but he was the second in command in the rule, the ruling global power at the time the global superpower at the time. He was number two there. So I would say that the recession worked really well for him. So I ended up that, st that study by coming to the conclusion that for people of God, the recession is an opportunity for us to rise. It is not an opportunity for us to be crushed. If you look at Abraham you look at Isaac, you look at Jacob, for each one of them, the recession presented an opportunity for rising. The Bible says in the two or three witnesses, a matter is settled. Three different stories. So the conclusion of all of this is this. Recessions come. They have always come. They will always come. We are children of God God has documented his wisdom for navigating recessions in his word. It is up to us to learn the strategies so we're ready for when it comes. Thirdly, recessions are an opportunity for rising, which means when people say recession and everybody's scared, you should say recession and be excited. We are children of God. Our case is different. 
Our story is different. The results of our lives are different. God has given us his wisdom. It's up to us to take it and run with it. But when you hear recession, I want you to reframe how you think about it. It should no longer mean, oh my goodness, things are going to be bad. Blah, 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 blah. No, it should mean, huh, opportunity. Opportunity. It is an opportunity for my rising. Okay. All right. So that's what I wanted to share with you. And I really hope you take this to heart. If you need to go back and listen to this again, that's a great thing to do. But I want you to really take it to heart. I want you to spend time in the word like Genesis, you know, 26, read that Genesis from, you know, 39 is the story of Joseph, read that and just look at the principles. Like what did God do to preserve his people in the midst of recessions and start applying that to your own life. And I cannot wait to celebrate the victories that we will have as kingdom people in the middle of this recession. So share this episode with another kingdom entrepreneur. They will thank you forever because this is not a time for us to be afraid. This is a time for us to get to work. This is a time to change our expectation. This is a time to discover God's principles and get this done. Okay, so share it with them and I'll see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast.